Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Book of Psalms, are you there? Chapters 42. I want to read chapters 42 and 43. They're short. They're not that long. I want you to follow along. I'm reading out of the ESV and I want you to follow along as well. It says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so, pa- so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come up and, ap- and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go and and lead the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Somebody shout, hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. And by night, his song is within me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, where have, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all day long where is your God anybody ever relate to the psalmist like God why does it seem like all these things are coming over me and it seems like you've forgotten me anybody ever question God I think we're honest all of us have as with a deadly wound up bones said, where is your God verse 11 why are you cast down oh my soul why are you in turmoil within me hope in God for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God Chapter 43, five more verses and we're done. It says, vindicate me, O God, defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring, bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Two chapters. That really should be one. Most believe it is one long song or poem that the uh, songwriter wrote here. And out of those two chapters, I want to share a message with you. Week three, I'm going to try to be quick because we do have to go outside and, and do baptisms. And at 9 a.m., we went a little bit over. And I believe a bunch of people are getting baptized at 11. So we're going to try to make the most time for it. But out of these two chapters, I want to share a message with you that's called Hope for My Soul. Hope for my soul. If you're taking notes, which I hope you all write that down on a notepad, on a phone, or on your neighbor's shirt, write that down. Hope for my soul. Hope for my soul. Anybody glad that we have hope for our soul? God is good. Let's pray and let's believe that God is going to be with us here this morning. He's going to help us see him better. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, that you are with us. You're for us. You're on our side. God, we thank you for this incredible Sunday, Baptism Sunday. God, thank you for the hundreds of people that are going to go into the waters and get baptized and declare that you are risen and you are alive in them. God, we pray that this time together, you would be the focus, that we would see you, God, in a way that we haven't seen you before, that our souls would be at rest, that our souls 
souls would know that we do have hope for it. Our souls have hope, and the hope is Jesus. Thank you, God, for hope this morning, God. Thank you for this cold weather in Miami, God. Thank you for giving us this cold weather on Baptism Sunday. You did that for a reason, so that we would have joy in our present sufferings, God. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Amen. Come on, 11 a.m. All God's people say. Amen. Can you give God a big, big shout of praise? Come on, 11 a.m. I believe it was... I believe it was 2005. In 2005, me, my brother, and a couple of friends decided to take a cruise. Anybody like cruises? Anybody a cruise fan? We decided to take a cruise, a couple of friends, and we decided to go on a seven-day cruise. And uh, we went out cruising. We went out to different parts of the Caribbean and whatnot. And one of the stops was in Jamaica, in Jamaica. It was Ultra Rios. Anybody been in Ultra Rios? Ultra Rios, Jamaica, beautiful. We had never been there before. Went to Ultra Rios, and there's this place in Ultra Rios called Dunn's Falls. Dunn's Falls, okay. Okay, there you go. Okay. Got some Jamaican? Awesome. Okay, glory to God. Got some Jamaicans. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. There are these waterfalls and, uh, we got to go there. Now, you get to climb up these waterfalls. They're, if you've never been there, they're, they're long. I mean, maybe a mile long. And uh, they go up and you get to go all the way to the bottom and begin to climb these waterfalls. You get to climb them. Now, uh, we noticed that there was a bunch of, uh, what is it called when you go out? Of, uh, I forgot a nine. Excursions. That's exactly what I meant. Excursions. They go up one side. We went down and we wanted to start this. There's a rope going down the side and you can go up through the excursion. But as we were getting ready to start, uh, this Jamaican man came up to us and he said, hey, Mon, hey, Mon, you want to go up? He goes, I'll take you a special route. You can go VIP. And we're like, VIP, this is amazing. Let's do this. <laughs> And he said, this is the dangerous route. And we said, danger? Why not? This is, this is, this is what we were born to do. And uh, we, we no rope, no nothing, just with one tour guide up the middle of the waterfalls. This is rushing water coming down. Now think about wa rushing water coming down, falling on us. And we're trying to climb these waterfalls with no rope away from the crowd because this guy wanted to give us a VIP tour. As we're going up, we see that each and every single level has these dips and these holes. So as you would climb, you'll be like, oh my God, this is great. Then you would fall and submerge under the water and you think your life is about to end. It was horrible, okay? It was not a great uh, excursion. It was actually almost the death of all of us. And we're climbing these things and we're looking at each other and we're like, wait a minute, this, I think the VIP meant like something else. This is dangerous stuff, like we are about to die. My friend fell, hit a rock, his knee is bleeding really bad all over the waterfall, blood going down all over people's face and people coming out behind us. It was bad. <laughs> and it was like we would get up and go back down get up I remember one time he's talking he's like Alex I think I'm just whoop and he would fall into the water I'm just like well this is a nightmare like what is going on like I'm never coming here again who is this like this is horrible it was up and down up and down and uh, I started to think about this as we were talking about our soul for the last couple of weeks and I said life a lot of times is like this excursion we are up one day and down the next all of a sudden we're up in our soul the next moment we are down in our soul and it seems like we're submerged under the water but I believe we serve a God that wants us always to be stable healthy and whole on the inside life is like this I mean, a lot of times we were surprised by this excursion. A lot of times your feelings and your soul will surprise you. Yeah. Oh, come on. If we're honest and we're transparent today, there's times that we wake up and we're like, why am I feeling like this today? Why? Why am I feeling like, like your wife just asked you, baby, you want coffee? I don't want no coffee. What? <laughs> you okay? Are you okay? 
Come on. We can sit here and act all cute and say, that's not me, but we all go through it. Our souls goes up and down, up and down. Our feelings, our emotions get the best of us. It does. All of a sudden, things happen in, in, in a 12-hour workday. We can go up and down so many times. You wake up in the morning, you might be feeling great. All of a sudden, you go to Starbucks and you realize they're out of almond milk and you're like, what? You're on the way to church, you're, you're listening, you're, you're, you're listening to trust and you're praising God. Then your baby boy throws up all over the backseat, your wife starts to scream. All of a sudden, you're like, forget church! And our soul is all over the place. Has your soul ever been out of place? Have you ever been up and down? Well, up and down, up and down. Say, why? Why am I like this? I want to be stable. I want to be well. The awesome thing is that we serve a God who is stable. So even when circumstances are bad, our soul can still remain good. Serve a God who loves us, who's for us. But so often life is just all over the place. But I believe that maybe some people walked in here today and your soul is like that. Maybe you walked in here this morning. You're saying, Alex, that's me right now. I mean, this morning, I mean, just alone, this morning, me and my wife, we went at it. I mean, don't look at her right now. That'd be awkward. But I'm just saying, you're just like, man, right now. I, I've gone, I'm going through it right now. The relationship I'm in right now, the, the situations with my boss, with my family, I'm up and I'm down. I want to trust God. We just finished worship and you're like, oh, I'm feeling great. You sit down and you're just like, oh, I hate my boss. <laughs> Start thinking about everything. You're up and down. Maybe you walked in here today. I believe there's some people in here, maybe in the overflow. This is how you're feeling. But I believe that you're in the right place at the right time because you serve a God who wants to keep you stable, who wants us whole, who wants us healthy on the inside. We've been talking about the soul for the past three weeks. We've been talking about our souls. And the series is called Inside Out because in the book of 3 John chapter, verse 2, he says, my, my friend, I pray that all goes well with you as your soul is going well. The emphasis is our soul should be going well, which leads to the question, is our soul well? I mean, if we're walking with God, uh, according to John, our souls should be well. So the question is, wait a minute, is my soul well? Because sometimes our soul is all over the place. We said our soul was our will, our mind, and our emotions. Where our emotions are at, where our mind is at, where our will is at. And sometimes it is all over the place. How's my soul? And so we said, let's start asking each other the questions, how is our soul? How you doing today? Not, not just, hey, how you doing? Great. God bless you, brother. See you later. No, but really say, wait a minute, how you doing today? Is your soul okay? Are you doing all right? Because life is not living from the outside in. Life is lived from the inside out. You can have a lot of things on the outside. And life can be going great on the outside, but on the inside, you can be broken and destroyed. And we all have a soul. Every single person in this place, we have a soul. So how is our soul? Maybe you walked in here and you say, Alex, I have no hope for my soul. I'm up and I'm down. I'm up and I'm down. I'm all over the place today. Today you will find out your soul does have hope. It is in Jesus. It is our God. He is for you. He wants you to have a stable mind. You have hope in God. Because life can be full of emotions and feelings that leave us all over the place. In the book of Psalms. Another word for psalm is songs. Literally, they're songs. Authors that wrote songs, and they're full of emotions, they're full of passion, they're full of questions. And if you read the book of Psalms, we can say, whoa, I can relate because I'm like that at times. Yeah. Psalms chapter 42 and 43, it is an author that wrote these. Most scholars believe it is actually one poem, one song that should go together. It's broken up into two chapters, but it's really one. That's why we read it together. And most scholars believe it is David who read this. There's no way we can actually confirm it, but most people believe it was David by the way that it is written. And so we see, I believe it's David as well. We see that in Psalm chapter 42 and 43, we see an author, a songwriter that is going through some tough times. What we just read, we see a man that is pretty unstable in his emotions, in his mind, in his soul. 
He begins by saying, oh, God, I love you. God, I can't wait as a deer. I mean, it just, picture, just picture it as a deer is going through the forest and longs for water. Oh, my soul longs for you. How beautiful. And then he says, God, where are you? I don't understand. I'm going crazy. God, how long are you going to leave me here? And I think we can all relate to this because there's times where we're just I'm on my way to church. I feel great. And in a second, it's like, God, why? why? Why is all this stuff going on around me? And we see a man that is going up and down. In 16 verses, he asks nine questions. Nine questions in 16 verses. How many times have we gone through life and all we do is ask God questions? Hey, we grew up in church where you weren't supposed to question God. But I look at the Bible and I see that it's okay to question God. If you have some questions today, you don't have to be guilty or shame about it. It's okay to say, God, I don't know where you are. He says, my enemies are taking advantage of me. I'm down. I mean, God, where are you? When are you finally going to rescue me? It's okay to ask God. This is conversation with God. God is not afraid of our questions. And here he's asking nine different questions. And we see that he's all over the place. You have questions today? It's funny. When we're going through discouragement, the first thing we do is we question God. When we're discouraged, when we're down, the first thing that we do is say, God, where, where are you? God, why'd you allow this to happen? God, are you serious? Got a family member in the hospital, now I'm losing my job. God, are you serious? We start asking God all these questions. Not only does he have nine questions, if you look at the 16 verses, there is eight different changes of mood. It's almost like a roller coaster. It's almost like my excursion, up and down, up and down. Has it ever seemed like you're climbing in life and you're doing great and all of a sudden you fall into a hole? You're doing great. You're doing awesome. You came to church on the way home. Something's going to happen. You're going to find yourself all over the place. Have you ever been surprised by your feelings, by your soul? And you're just like, why is my soul like this? Look at chapter 42, verse 5. He says this. He says, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Why? Why, why am I like this? Have you ever asked yourself this? Why did I just go off on my wife? Are you serious? I mean, my son, he's only three years old. Why did I scream at him and go crazy on him? Because I stepped on one of his Legos? Are you serious? What's wrong with the inside of me? And he's asking, so, so why are you like this? Three different times he says, oh, my soul, why are you downcast within me? And three times he gives an answer and he finds a reason why our soul should be okay. Look at what he says. If you continue in, actually, look at verses four and six. We see what he says here. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go through the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise. In other words, he was a worship leader and now he finds himself down and depressed. Look at verse 6. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan, from Hermon, from Mount Mizar. In other words, I'm no longer in the place of success, Jerusalem, where I used to be. I'm now far away from the place that I used to be. Have you ever felt like, man, I should be a leader. I should be in this place. Or maybe you were a leader. Now you feel I don't have the same passion or fire that I used to. What is wrong with me? Sometimes we think that because you're a leader or a pastor or something, you should have it all together. The truth, it probably puts more pressure on you. Yeah. Maybe you're feeling that way. Maybe you're a connect group leader. Maybe you're a leader here in the house and maybe something's happening. You're like, that's me right there. At times we could be worshiping God and leading people. Other times we're like, what is wrong with me? Why is my soul this way? And he says, so why are you cast down? Then finally he gives an answer and he repeats it three times. Look at what he says in verses five and six. He says this, and my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, no. Okay, five and six. Are we gonna, there you go. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? And my God, my soul is cast down. Therefore, I remember you. Okay, wrong one. If we can go to the full verse five, if not, it's okay. He says, I hope in God. 
The answer is not, let me find somebody that can bring me peace. The answer is not, let me get more money that can bring me a solution. The answer is, I will hope in God. Why are you cast out on my soul? I will hope in God. I want to give you three quick things that I think can help us in 2017. If you want to have a healthy, stable soul. The first thing that we notice that the psalmist does, number one, write this down, question your feelings. Question your feelings. He says, oh, my soul, why? Why are you like this? In other words, question your insides. Question your soul. Question your feelings. A lot of times we just go by feelings. In today's world, feelings rule the world. You, you talk with people and you're like, hey, why, why'd you do this thing? Oh, because I, I mean, I just, I just felt like it was right. I just felt like it. I just, just felt like the right thing. Oh, but are you serious? Yeah, it's what my heart told me to do. Those of us who have been in youth ministry for a long time, we know that you sit down with a young person, you're just like, hey, um, so why is it that you're doing this thing? Oh, yeah, I just feel like it. I, I just feel like he's the one. He's so cute. I feel like it. <laughs> I mean, I just smell his cologne. It just feels like he's... That's not cologne, that's called musk. He hasn't showered in three days. I mean, I don't. Oh, I just feel like it. Are we going to be led by our feelings? Here the psalmist says, wait a minute, I'm feeling a certain way, but I'm going to question the way that I'm feeling. Why am I acting like this? I'm not going to get feelings and emotions lead me. I'm going to question the inside of me and say, wait, why am I feeling this way? You wake up in a bad mood, you're going off on your spouse, you're going off on your kids for a moment, take a minute and just say, wait a minute, what is wrong with me? What is happening on the inside? I got to control my feelings. Self-control is a tool that God has given us. Uh, life is not meant to be lived out of control. Maybe you're in here this morning and you're just like, oh, I just feel a certain way. I'm all over the place. You don't have to live that way. We have self-control in God. The Holy Spirit is within us and he says, wait a minute, control your feelings. Or just imagine we all did what we all felt like doing. Like right now. Just so all do whatever we feel like doing. This world will be good, crazy. In the postmodern world that we live, that's exactly what they're telling you. Oh, just do what you feel. You want to sleep around with 30 people? Do it. I mean, just switch up whatever your feelings tell you. You want to do you Just go. Follow your feelings. Really? You got to have some self-control. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a bad place. Look what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 25. Verse 28, he says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. No self-control, anything can happen in your life. You don't have self-control, you don't have something in your life to hold you, you're going to do whatever and anybody's going to come in and out of your life. You got to have some self-control. Oh, but I just feel like it. I just feel like it. I'm leaving the church, I'm leaving the connect group, I don't like my leaders, I don't like the place that I'm in, I'm leaving. I just feel like it. I'm just feeling it. Really? Are you serious? You're going to go by your feelings? You go by your feet. I'm never coming back to this church. A bunch of ugly people here, anyways. I'm just leaving. <laughs> really? You're gonna go by your feelings? Listen, don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. Make sure we question our feelings. How's our soul? I'm just leaving my wife. I'm tired of her. I'm tired of my kids. They're all driving me crazy. I've tried. I'm done. Really? Is it is it a temporary feeling? Let's not go by our feelings. Well, it's just what I feel in my heart. I think it's the right thing. Are you spirit-led? Have you prayed about it? Have you really taken the time to say, wait a minute, I'm going to work things out with my spouse. I'm going to be dedicated to my home. I'm going to try to do whatever I can. If i got to go to counseling, I'll do whatever I can. But I'm just trying to be led by my feelings. So the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, if we could put it up. I'm sorry, the next one. It says, he who trusts in his own heart is a, it's a fool. That's dangerous. So you trust in your own heart? Oh, be, be careful that we're not fools. How many times I've done this? Well, it's just I don't feel like it. 
I'm not going to church today. I don't feel like going to church today. I don't feel like love is not a feeling. Uh, worship is going on, but I don't feel like raising my hands. I'm not going to let my feelings dictate how I'm going to carry myself. Which is number two, speak to your soul. First thing we should, we should do is question your feelings. Number two, you need to speak to your soul. I'm going to speak to my soul. I'm not going to let my soul dictate how I'm going to live 2017. I'm not going to let my feelings dictate how I'm going to live this life. I'm not going to let my feelings and my soul tell me how my family is going to be. I'm not going to let my soul and my feelings tell me how my marriage is going to be. I'm going to say, wait a minute. I have a God who's for me. I have a God who's with me. I have a stable God who loves me. I'm going to have a stable soul on the inside. God wants you to have a stable soul on the inside. Sometimes you need to speak to your own soul. David goes, hey, soul, what is wrong with you? Three times. He says, why are you cast down on my soul? I know when we grew up and we, we saw, you know, older people talking to themselves, we're like, they're crazy. But sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself and say, wait a minute, get in, get in front of a mirror and say, wait a minute, you are a man of God. You are a woman of God. God did choose me. I am chosen. His hand is upon me. I'm going to speak and preach to myself. Sometimes we need to be careful because this atmosphere, church atmosphere, can become like a drug and a fix for our soul. What happens when there is no church? What happens when there is no pastor? What happens when there is no leader? Well, we got to learn how to encourage ourselves. The Bible says that at one point, David, he was getting ready to move forward with everything that God had for him. And he came to a land called Ziklag where he had made a home. And it says that the enemies came and destroyed his home, burned it down to the ground. And David shows up and David's like, what is going on? Took his wife, took his cattle, took everything, burned the whole thing down. He was left with nothing, and everybody's accusing him, but David, this is your fault. David's looking around like, are you serious with everything I've already gone through? Now I got this on top. His soul was in despair, but listen to what he does. Doesn't go crazy. Doesn't lose his mind. He doesn't get unstable. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Some of us, this is what we got to do in 2017 is say, wait a minute, I'm going to start to encourage myself. I'm not going to wait for a preacher. I'm not going to wait for a pastor. I'm not going to wait for a leader. I'm not going to wait for anybody else. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to say, wait a minute. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Don't forget God is for you. God is on your side. I'm going to encourage myself. If you don't want to encourage me, it don't matter. I'll encourage myself. If the pastor ain't in today, I'll be a pastor myself. If the preacher's not in town, I'm going to be a preacher myself. Speak to your soul. So, why are you like this? Why am I going off at the handle and everybody, come on, we've all been there. Well, our prayer for 2017 is that our church would have a stable and healthy soul. And sometimes you got to speak to it. Sometimes you got to say, hey, wait a minute, don't forget, there's a God in heaven. The psalmist had two options. Either he was going to say, there is no God and life is out of control. And everything happens by random chance where he says this, why are you downcast? Remember, hope in God. There is a God. There is a creator. There is an architect. There is a designer. And my, hand, my life is in his hands. So, really? Because they're out of almond milk at Starbucks? I'm going to go crazy? What's wrong with you, soul? So, why, why am I acting like this? I'm going to speak to my soul. I'm going to remind my soul that God is for me. I'm going to remind my soul that God loves me. I'm going to remind my soul that even when I'm surprised by my feelings, even when I'm surprised by my emotions, God, 
He's in control. I'm going to question these feelings. I'm not just going to go by them. I'm going to speak to my soul. And then I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to put my hope in God. A lot of times, where's our hope? Sometimes our hope is in a pastor. Pastor, I called you. You ain't pick up. I texted you. You ain't text back. You don't love me. Well, pastors are just like everybody else, and they go through it just like you. Oh, I was my connect group leader. He wasn't there for me. I'm leaving. Your connect group leader is probably going through the same stuff that you are. Is your hope going to be in a pastor, in a connect group leader? Is it going to be in a brother and a sister and a friend? Or is it going to be in the God Almighty who's in charge of the universe? The psalmist says, I will hope in God. Another Hebrew translation literally to what he's saying there is, I'm going to remind my soul that his face is turned toward me. That's powerful. Because many times when we're going through it, the first thing we begin to question is God. And we say, God's forgotten about me. God's not paying attention to me. There's times where Diana gets home and she's like, babe, can I tell you about today? Let me tell you everything that happened. I'm like, can you just see? We got a new DW in town, Dion Waiters. He just hit a three against the Warriors and we're doing awesome. And I'm not paying attention to what she's telling me. And she's like, you're not looking at me in the face. You're not paying attention to me. When we feel that we're being ignored by God, we're like, his face must be somewhere else. But the psalmist says, his face is toward me all the time. Some of us, you need a reminder today that God's face is toward you. He's not looking somewhere else. He's not distracted by the rest of the world. He's looking at you. He's pleased with you. You are his son. You are his daughter. He loves you. He's for you. He's on your side. And that's point number three. We need to focus on his face. A lot of times when we don't see his hand, we question his face. Always remind yourself that even though his hand may not be moving, his face is always toward me. Even though he may not come through whenever I want, even though he may not be doing what I want, when I want, his face is always toward me. God is not an ATM machine. God is not a genie that's going to do whatever I want. He's a God who's for me, who's God who loves me. He's a God who has my best interest in his mind. And I'm going to remind my soul that his face is toward me. Did you walk in today with an unstable soul? Did you walk in today saying, man, I'm all over the place. My family's all over the place, my I'm up and I'm down, I'm up and I'm down, I'm surprised. Why am I feeling this way? We've been talking about the soul for three weeks. Why am I feeling like this today? It's called life. It's going to happen to all of us. I can't promise you that tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to be, whoa, my soul is amazing. I'm so glad I went to church yesterday. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you you may be up and down again. But that's when you have to question your feelings, speak to your soul, and focus on his face and say, you know what? I am going to put my hope in God. And hope is not a wish. Hope is not saying, oh, I wish this happens. Hope is a reminder that God is constantly at work on your behalf. I'm going to remind my soul that he's for me and that he's with me. I just sense that some people walked in today and you're questioning if God is for you. You're questioning even if God loves you. Can I remind you today? God loves you. Some people walked in with despair. Some people walked in hopeless. Some people walked in like, ah, that's probably for somebody else, not for me. I don't know who this is for, but God loves you. God has hope for your soul. 
He has a plan and a purpose. Whatever your eye closed and every head bowed. Every eye closed, every head bowed for privacy and concentration. If you walked in today and maybe this is your first, second, third time, or maybe you've been coming for quite a while and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm far from God. I don't even know if God wants anything to do with me. If you only know some of the things I've done and you have guilt and shame, and you're saying, I'm not ready to give my life to God and to have a relationship with Him. He must not want anything to do with me. Can I remind you that God, He knows everything about you. He knows what you did last night, last week. He knows what you did last month and He loves you still. And you'll never be ready. He's saying, come just as you are. Alex, I'll come back next week and that's when I'll get right with God. Listen, there is no next week guaranteed for nobody. He's saying, come right now. Come as you are. You'll never be ready. The truth is that all of us are sinners. Sin separates us from God. I've sinned. You've sinned. We failed God in one way or another. All of us were far from God. But the Bible says that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come die for you and for me. The Bible says that Jesus lived the perfect life and he grabbed all of your sins, all of my sins, and he put them on his shoulders and he went up on a cross. He lived the life that you and I couldn't live and then he died the death that you and I should have died. Gave up his life there on that cross and he went into the grave for three days. But after the third day, sin could not hold him down and death could not defeat him. Jesus is alive today. And he's changed so many lives inside this auditorium and in the overflow. He's coming to our life. We started a relationship with the God who loves us. Where sin came to separate, Jesus came to unite. All over this auditorium, I know there's people and in the overflow that you, you don't have a relationship with God. And you're saying, I don't know. Listen, he loves you. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I'm going to count to three in a moment while every eye is closed, every head is bowed. For privacy and concentration. I'm going to count to three and I believe hands are going to go up across this auditorium and in the overflow as well. If you're saying, I want a relationship with God, I recognize that I need forgiveness of sins and I want to start brand new today. I believe that today you're going to begin that relationship with God. You're his daughter, you're his son. And I believe that you're about to start on a brand new journey with the God who created you and the God who loves you. At the count of three, come on, while the church is praying, while leaders are praying, if you're in here, you're saying, Alex, I want a relationship with God. At the count of three, you raise your hand. I'm just going to acknowledge you, and then you can put it right back down. Every eye closed, every head bowed. One, two, three. All over this auditorium, you raise your hand. All over the overflow. Hands being raised everywhere. Amazing. Amazing. I see you here to my right. I see you. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Here in the middle, God bless you. 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 Awesome. To my left, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In the overflow, you raise your hand as well. Anybody else, you raise your hand right where you're at. Come on. Still got a few seconds left. God bless you. I see you. You raise your hand wherever you're at. You're saying, I want to make a decision. I need to get my life right with God. You raise your hand. Awesome. Awesome. God bless you guys. Hands raised up everywhere. I'm going to say a simple prayer. And all of you who raise your hand in the auditorium and in the overflow, if you raise your hand and you made a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to say a simple prayer. All we're doing through this prayer is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus and we're talking to God. I believe that God is here and I believe that you're about to start the best relationship ever. And it's with the God who loves you and the God who's for you. In fact, the whole church, we're going to repeat it out loud. We're going to say it with everything that we got. Believing that God is here right now. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit 
that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I am forgiven, I am saved, I am healed, and I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.